Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Believe and Do, presented by Bet Online. I'm your host, Sheldon Williams, and here's your co-host, Steve Wiseman. What's going on, Steve? Hey, Sheldon. Uh, we're both here on the left coast. This is a left coast edition. Right, right. Of the Believe West in Duke. Over here. <laughs> yeah, West Coast representing because the Blue Devils got here today. I'm in, I'm in San Francisco. You're in L.A., but uh, right. we're both here in California. Uh, the right. Blue Devils made it out to the West Coast um, today uh, ahead of the Thursday game with Texas Tech at the Chase Center here in San Francisco, the new home of the Golden State Warriors, right? They're right. no longer across the bay in Oakland. Um I haven't been to the Chase Center. Have you been to this arena? Yet? I have not. So you have to let me know how that is. I'm sure it's going to be spectacular. I mean, uh, that's just how the Warriors do things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> just moving across <laughs> the other side of the bridge and everything. I'm sure it's going to be uh, fancy. I just wish that it lined up where I was able to come out there myself and see it. But unfortunately, it doesn't you know, line up like that. And Yeah. Uh, dad first, right? So That's uh, right. You got to take care of dad, <laughs> dad duties. That's the most right, important. Right. So. <laughs> but uh, the Blue Devils took care of business uh, last weekend in Greenville. We're going to get into that in a minute. Um, uh, before we get going too far here, I want to remind everybody again, you mentioned that our, our podcast is sponsored, is presented by Bet Online, uh, And it's the time of year as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. If you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the bracket contest. We have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to get started. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yes, um, the Blue Devils, again, took care of their two games in Greenville last weekend. Uh, if everybody had them on their bracket, they, they got, got some wins on those, took care of Cal State Fullerton, and then, uh, you know, a, a very uh, impressive win over Michigan State. Uh, we saw a lot of things from the Blue Devils, that, that those two games that maybe had been missing in some earlier games this year, right? Uh, uh, you know, making big shots down the end, playing defense when it mattered late in the game, things they didn't do against Virginia Tech in the ACC title game, and obviously against Carolina in the last game of the regular season. So, uh, what was your takeaway from the weekend, Sheldon? What did you think from what you saw? All right, so I'm going to talk about the Michigan State game. So it was to the point where, as a fan, um, I know how the games kind of you know go with a lot of emotion and things like that. And then especially putting Coach K's last game, last run, you know, run on it, it's going to be even crazier. But it was stretches where, like, well, we have a good four, six, seven-point lead we maintaining those, you know, those things to get, you know, keep that lead. And all of a sudden we showed being young and all of a sudden they start coming back and uh, they, I mean, they're a great team. I mean, it's a big 10 team that big 10 had with nine teams in it and uh, you know, tournament this year. So yeah, they're, they're a good team and everything, but the story to me, Jeremy Roach, that was the story to me. Like the guy played really well. Um, actually, I mean, the last two games he's been playing really well. But then for him to get the nod to start again and taking advantage of having the starting spot, 
and having uh, Trevor Kills kind of come off the bench. It's been great to see that he's been able to be mature enough to actually stay focused and stay in his lane. And didn't it didn't bother him that it came. Well, I'm sure it probably bothered him. You know, everybody want to start, but it didn't seem like it phased him from going from starting to off the bench to back to starting to back to the bench. And now he's starting again. I think he was a very, I mean, very much the, the head story of the game for me. Yeah, he showed a lot of maturity the way he's handled that all season. And we talked to him about that, uh, uh, myself and the other reporters who were in Greenville, uh, coming into the, the Fullerton game, you know, because it was he was getting back in the starting lineup there. And uh, and then in the in-between days before they went to Michigan State. Um, and Coach K said that, you know, the, the focus had been so much on defense, right? Defense, they've been messing up the defense lately. And that they tried something with Trevor at the top, and he said it just wasn't working. So that's why they replaced it. You know, Jeremy Roach is a little better defender than Trevor Keels, especially if you look at synergy and all the analytic stats and everything. He's clearly, I mean, Trevor's a pretty good defender, but Roach is a little bit above him. So that's that was the move they made. They played better defense against Fullerton. Um, they really, you know, took care of business that game. They uh, jumped out that game and got, you know, a pretty big lead early. Fullerton came back within seven, maybe six, but they didn't really – it wasn't really game pressure. I mean, it wasn't like they got back and, and uh, really got, got it tight. And then Duke right. took care of business in the second half. So, yeah, you're, you're right. You're totally right about Roach. And, again, what I was talking about was the move was made for defense, but then that big three-pointer he made at the end of the Michigan State game, it, it paid dividends on offense too. Yeah, it, it, it definitely <laughs> did. I mean, especially when you have a young kid like that to have confidence and have that confidence back into him, that, that big shot right there was – pretty much nothing to him. I mean, he was right in the flow of it. He wasn't thinking about it. It was in rhythm. And fortunately, he came up big for us. And that was one of the biggest things. I'm like, oh, no, 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 not that shot, not that shot. Oh, good shot, good shot, good shot. You know, that type thing. So exactly. I was very, yeah, I was very happy about that. Because I mean, like, the way that that game was going, I was like, it could go either way, either way. But then like the last five minutes, we kind of hunkered down and play some good defense and was also scoring the basketball, which wound up making us kind of extend that lead. But yeah. up until that that five minutes left in the game, I was like, man, this could go either way. Yeah, because uh, Duke was up nine, and then Michigan State got up 70 to 65. And then, you know, something else about Rush, not only his three-point shooting, but his aggressive drives and finishes at the, at the rim. Uh, was really solid, really strong. I mean, he was. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, he was very elusive. I mean, he was attacking that basket, and the way he was getting to it, it was almost like James Harden s how he was getting past the defenders and getting to the you know the lane and uh, get to the basket. And I'm like, man, the way he's being aggressive and the way he's over here, you know, getting around guys. I was like, this is the guy we should have been seeing all along. Yeah, and you know, obviously he wasn't finishing as much as I would, I would like him to finish, mm-hmm. but he would still get to the basket. So when you putting that pressure on the defense and get into the lane that deep, that opens up a lot of other things, whether it be marked for a lob or a weak side three. Um, it, it opens up a lot of things. So when you get into that deep of the defense, it's it's great for us. We just got to capitalize on, you know, putting that pressure on the defense <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you remember at the end of the first half, um, Coach K called timeout and set up a play. They had 17 seconds left, and it looked like they ran the, they ran a horn set, and then Jeremy dribbled to the to his right, and Mark just kind of slipped, 
and he threw that lob to him and they got that basket. Uh, right, right. I mean, right, that was right. a big play, I thought. I mean, right, right. I mean, like I said, it goes back to what I was saying. Like, when you get that deep in the lane, it opens up a little bit more things that you haven't really seen, especially when it's that type, that tight of a game. And when he's able to get into the paint, defenders got collapsed on that. And it's either, oop, which we have a very athletic guy in uh, Mark. Yeah. Um, we have, you know, good shooters with Wendell and um, Trevor Kills being in the wings, I mean, uh, the corner spots. And yeah. I mean, it, it was great to see. I mean, unfortunately, especially AJ, uh, I hope he's back. I know he yeah. got hurt. It kind yeah. of like took a little bit of wind out of our, our sails a little bit, but like, please just don't let it be anything serious because, you know, this kid has been coming, um, he, he's been overcoming a lot of adversities, yeah. especially from high school to uh, the start of the Duke and then getting into the lineup. And he really found himself. And then I'm like, oh, just let him be able to get through this and play through this because the kid has been playing well all year and what he's overcome. I'm like, just hopefully it, it doesn't deter him and it pays off towards the end of the season. Yeah. Everything I've heard is he's going to be okay. Uh, you know, I know Jose Fonseca, you know, the trainer was, was had, had retaped his, his ankle and he was over there um, running behind the bench, like trying to get it stretched out a little bit. And, and then he got back on the bench and was able, you know, he was looked like he was ready to come back in. But the team was playing really well, so Coach K didn't make any subs, which he shouldn't. But um, yeah, yeah, I was like you when when he got hurt and they had to bring Keels back in. I thought, uh oh, this is like not what they planned to do. You know, they planned for Roche to be in for Keels, and who knows what's going to happen. And come to find out, as it turned out, Keels made that three pointer to tie it at seventy two. So he had a big shot too, and he hasn't shot. Let's face it, he hasn't well shot year, well right? in a while. And for him to hit that big <laughs> shot at that time, I was yeah. like, okay, maybe this is what gets him going for next game. So I'm hoping that against a pesky Texas tech team, he's able to do actually, you know, get that confidence back into uh, shooting the ball as well as we know he can shoot. So yeah. hopefully that's the case. Yeah. Cause he's shown it a couple of times this year. And we've talked about it before the Kentucky game. He had 25 points. Uh, he had that game at Clemson where he had 27. So he it's in there. He just doesn't consistently do it, but Pittsburgh game as well. Yeah. The pit game too. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but that was a huge shot in the game to tie it at 72. And then, you know, then Roach made the other shot. And then, but I, I also liked it. We're going to keep talking about this Michigan State game. It was such a big win that the defense in the last two minutes, when Mark got that block and, and, and retained it. And then uh, Bancaro got a block shot. And then about a minute to go, Wendell stole the ball out front, which pretty much sealed the game. And then, of course, they made five out of six free throws in the last minute, which helped too. But I really liked that they, they won it with the defense. I mean, I know they did good things on offense, but they got those stops to really stretch that out and make it a you know nine-point win. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then, um, I mean, if A.J. didn't get hurt, we would have had, you know, what, six guys in double figures uh, points and yeah. everything, yeah. which is you know, pretty amazing where we had, like, what I think was – uh, Wendell and uh, Jeremy had 50 points, 15. Each. Yep, and then uh, 12 off the bench for kills. Yep, and then you know, Paulo doing his thing. And oh, Mark, too. Mark had 15, they had three guys with 15. Yeah, three guys and, with 15, and everything. Yeah. And then uh, just AJ with seven. We know that he would have got at least one point if he was actually you know able to play and everything. But for us to have that even scoring like that, having six guys being a double figure um points, I think that would be great for us. I'm hoping that that's the case. that we take into the next round and with the healthy team as well. Yeah. And speaking of Apollo, we haven't talked about him yet, but I liked how he, he attacked Joey Hauser was guarding him uh, from Michigan state. And in the second half, he, I mean, 
that's a matchup Paulo's got to dominate, right? I mean, Hauser's a good shooter, but he's not a great defender. And Paulo's a better athlete and a better, you know, just a better, he's going to be a pro, right? And yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> he took advantage of it and <laughs> drove to the basket. I really like that. Yeah, we haven't seen that a lot. And I, I hope to see more of that from him. And that's what I was saying earlier, too. I'm like, this kid, he has a lot of different tools. Just don't settle on the the mid-range jump shot or the three-point shot. Like, you have a chance to, all right, yes, if my shot's not going, you have a chance to dominate anybody holds you in that mid-range, the mid-post area where you can back anybody down, spin off them, or even face them up and kind of take them off the dribble. He has that in his package. I wish he would do a lot more of that just because he's such a matchup problem for yeah. a lot of teams. I think he bails teams out sometimes where he just kind of be focused on his jump shooting mm-hmm. and not attacking the, the rim like he should. And that kind of goes back to actually figuring things out. I know he's still younger and everything, so he kind of figured his way to be who he's going to become later on. But hopefully that's the case where he's going against a pesky uh, Texas Tech team where he's going to have to be able to take advantage of that. If they do, you know, play him, I mean, I'm not sure if they can be foolish enough to play him you know, one-on-one, I'm sure yeah. they're going to have somebody kind of uh, help him out with that uh, double team. But if they're yeah. foolish enough to have him as a one-on-one, he has to take control of that because once he does that, that de- again, that defense collapses. And then you have Jeremy Rowe, Trevor Kills, uh, Wendell uh, Moore out there on the three-point line, A.J. Uh, um, Griffin out there on, yeah. on the three-point line, ready to line it up and opens up a lot more. Then all of a sudden, Mark comes in play where like, he's getting lobs and it's a good game. It's a good yes, <laughs> that's it. That's a good plan. Yeah, um, yeah. And we are going to break down the Texas Tech game. Uh, I, I guess they're the number one defensive team in the country and the Ken Palm efficiency thing, defensive efficiency. So this is going to be a tough test for sure. Um, but one last thing from Sunday from the weekend in Greenville was the emotions that Coach K showed on the bench at the end of the game. Um, you know, his career goes, you know, it was, they were looking at they were going to lose the down five with five minutes to go. His career was almost over, right? And he really showed emotion. And then at the podium, also in the press conference, he was talking about the togetherness the team showed and the fight. And you know, I know the staff had been they've been trying so hard to get that out of this team this year. And he almost he had to catch himself. He kind of got you know choking up at, at how proud he was of that group. So what a moment. Yeah, yeah, I, I did uh, see that. Um, I didn't see it live. I kind of saw it on a, like a YouTube clip and everything. Yeah. And just how he was over, like, so, so, you know, thankful and also proud of how the, the, the young kids pretty much just fought through that type of adversity to allow them to play another game. And you could see it where he was, he went down the line of each player, how he's like, you know, how he's proud of them, what they did and things like that. Yeah. You know, um, it's not like he doesn't do that a lot. He does uh, congratulate and uh, praise players. But for him in that moment, you can see it was, it was more, it was more. Definitely. Definitely. Cause again, the end was near, it was right there. If they didn't rally and they did it. So, um, okay. We are going to break down this week 16 game, the West regional semifinal. Duke two seed, Texas Tech three seed. Uh, before we do that, we want to hear from our new sponsor this week, Athletic Greens. Uh, they've been a sponsor of us in the past. They're back this week here. Uh, Sheldon's going to tell us all about Athletic Greens. Yes. Tons of people make multivitamins, but it's important to choose that, uh, that there is a top quality. 
With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics to start your day right. The special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also a lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-B. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. All right. I am, yeah, sorry, I was muted there. <laughs> Thanks okay. to Athletic Greens for sponsoring us again this week on the, the Believe in Duke pod. Um, yeah, so now it's time to, you know, Duke's going to have to have all their energy and all their all their focus, uh, they're at their um, nutrition at the highest level here to play this mm-hmm. Texas Tech team because they are very strong defensively. I think the average age of their starters is 22, where Duke is average age 19. Again, when Duke's always the younger team, right? And that they're always freshman dominated, but this is where uh, the grit they showed last Sunday is going to have to come through. Michigan State was an older team too. Um, so I watched a little bit of Texas Tech after Duke's game ended. They played Notre Dame, and I was watching to see who Duke was going to play. Uh, and I caught about the last five minutes of that game. And Notre Dame had the lead, and Texas Tech just shut them down and, and you know, uh, won the game in the last five minutes, kind of like what Duke did at Michigan State, honestly. So um, – it's going to be a serious battle here uh, uh, against an older team. And um, again, it's just, you know, let's see if they can repeat that toughness, right? That's, that's really going to be the key this week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, one of the biggest things was going into this tournament, I knew that um, teams that are more veteran seasoned teams, whether it be a mid-major, lower D1 schools, I mean, they're a problem because they know how to play with each other through every type of adversity game that they've been through in their whole career. As you said, this 22 uh, um, years old of, uh, of Texas Tech, and we're a younger team. So my only thing is I'm hoping that with our team, we can continue to start, you know, keep that building blocks going with us because any type of mistake that we make, they're going to capitalize on that just because they are a veteran team. We're just hoping that we're hitting, <laughs> we're hitting that game, so we can kind of, you know, uh, o- overcome some mistakes because there are going to be mistakes for us because, like, we're a young team regardless. But hopefully, that we actually be able to hit uh, some shots and get into uh, the basket because we are going to be able to keep that that same rhythm against a really good defensive team in Texas Tech. Right now, one thing, and we'll talk about their defense in a minute. They play mostly man to man. They use they they have a press defense. They use they to um, to speed teams up, and then they fall back into man to man. They got to turn synergy. They play man to man like ninety five percent of the time in the half court. They play man to man, so um, they just get up and get in your face. But one thing advantage Duke is going to have is in the height area. Uh, Texas Tech 
doesn't have a guy on their roster taller than six foot eight. Well, they have a six eleven freshman who doesn't play, but of the of the guys that play a lot, uh, they're um, that Bryson Williams is six foot eight, uh, Kevin Obenar is six foot eight. Uh, those are both seniors. Uh, Davian Warren, Warren is a senior. He's six six. Um, you know, Mar- Santa Silva is six seven, six seven two fifty. I mean, he's you know, he'll bring it in there in, in, in the middle the lane. But Duke's going to have an advantage there with you know Mark Williams at seven seven one, Paula at six ten. Uh, that they're going to have to take advantage of that. Uh, I think that's an area where, where Duke can thrive, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, especially if Mark is flying around everywhere, that's going to be tough to actually stop. Whether you're stronger uh, than Mark and you know shorter than Mark, if Mark is very act- active and flying around, it's hard to keep a body on somebody like that, whether you're stronger or not. So I'm hoping that's the case. And then also, uh, I mean, Paulo, he, he's strong too. I mean, uh, he's 6'10". He's able to, you know, be that that, that physical guy too. And yeah. we have Theo come up the, off the bench as well. So we have our own uh, girth of players, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. if you will. Uh, but literally, if we have those guys that are just doing what they've been doing all along, I think we're fine. We just got to be consistent on offense end so we're not able to uh, – fall deep into any kind of holes. I mean, because one of the bad things about us is being a younger team, it's harder to fight through adversity when you put yourself in a hole early on versus uh, going back and forth in the game and trying to figure your rhythm and keeping up with that rhythm throughout the game. Yeah, and so – and they're also, again, the reason why they're so good defensively is that they're very physical. Uh, they're they're going to get up right – you know, in Duke's grill. They're going to try to to bully them a little bit, and we've heard – Many times this year, like Mike Bray, I remember when 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 Duke came in there, he was like, you know, Duke's bodies, they're they're big and strong, and that they're even though they're young, they're built like men, right? So um, I don't think Duke will be intimidated by that. They shouldn't be. But again, I, people that have watched Texas Tech a lot, I heard uh, Bob Huggins, uh, the West Virginia coach, uh, who's played Texas Tech, you know, numerous times because so, they're in the same conference now. Uh, you know, just talked about how, you know, Duke's going to be guarded like they haven't been guarded all season, probably by this Texas Tech team. They're really going to be hard. So I think it's more of a mindset, right, that to, to, to be strong with the ball and, and run your offense and not get not get flustered if you get down within the last 10 seconds of the shot clock. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, at this point, it's Sweet 16. I mean, everybody's here for a reason. You know, that's just the way it is. I mean, uh, whether you think this team wasn't going to make it this far at the beginning of the, the tournament, it doesn't matter at this point. Everybody is here for a reason. They deserve to be here. So whether they focus on themselves or focus on another team, you know, you still got to play your game and they got to play their game. So I know they're a veteran team. I know they're a physical team. I know they want to actually, you know, speed the game up. But also we're a good team too. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have guys that really attack the the defense. We have guys that actually can uh, fly around and be the athletic interior presence for us we have guys that can be mismatch problems too so it's going to be interesting to see how one the game of chess between two coaches kind of go and how uh the game plan kind of changes throughout the the game but it's gonna be i mean i'm I'm looking forward to it because it's gonna be a a very good test just because the defense is something that we haven't seen throughout a whole course of the game we've seen pieces of different teams but throughout the whole course of the game it's going to be very interesting to see how we react and continue to react to any type of mistakes or adversities throughout that game. Right. That's what's got to happen. If, 
if something happens and Texas Tech forces a you know a 30 a 30 second shot clock violation or whatever, Duke's just got to shake that off and move on and try it again. You can't, you know, you can't get frustrated by that. You can't let it like snowball on you, right? And let them get on a run and you know go five or six or seven minutes without scoring. It's, right, right. That'll do me in this thing. Um, one thing about the bracket is we talk about the whole tournament here. The only region where the top four seeds advance to the Sweet 16 is the West region. So Duke's got the toughest, you know, uh, the Gonzaga's playing Arkansas the first game uh, uh, Thursday, and then, you know, Duke and Texas Tech to follow the two and the three. So it's one, four, two, three, and we're going to have, you know, high seeds uh, in the in the, the regional final out here in San Francisco. Other brackets, you know, we've seen upsets. You know, Baylor got knocked out by Carolina. So three ACC teams in the Sweet 16, so. Yeah, well, speaking of that game, Carolina tried to give that game up. I was like, man, what are y'all doing? I was like, what are y'all doing? I don't understand what's going on. Um, but, you know, <laughs> Baylor, uh, shout out to Baylor because they were a very uh, pesky team towards the end. Um, they didn't yeah. play well most of the game, but you see why they were number one just because, well, Carolina did give them some help too. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were yeah. pesky down the end and wound up uh, taking it to uh, – it was down 25, wound up taking it to um, – they, they were down 25 with 10 minutes to go. Yeah. How about that? Exactly, right? <laughs> so I was like, dang, is, is Manic really that vital to uh, UNC for them to go down like that? I was like, I, I, I wasn't sure what was going on, but we kind of bit off topic right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's okay. It's just, he was talking ACC. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, Miami was in Greenville where, where I was, but, you know, they played, they played Auburn after Duke beat Michigan State and just really handled Auburn. I mean, I, again, we talked about, you know Miami's guards, that, right? I had that game. I had I called uh, I called for Miami to win that game too. I was like, it's something about this team, especially um, I can't remember the kid's name. Um, Mag- the Magusty, Charlie Moore. I have to see, Magusty. I, yeah, I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a yeah, Cam Magusty. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, it's something about this kid that he's gonna be an issue in the tournament. And yes, uh, sure enough, I'm like, they <laughs> beat Auburn <laughs> with no ease. I mean, it was like. Auburn is a team that everybody said, like, you know, it's going to be a, a great team and things like that. And I get it. Yeah. Every team um, has to play one game tournaments because if you have one bad game, that's it. And that's, that's, a, that's a sad part. You don't have anything to kind of redo yourself. That's the right. sad part about it. Right. I mean, they were the number one team in the country just a few weeks ago. And then they, they lost a couple of SEC games. And and here you go. They're done. They're, they're looking at spring football over at Auburn. So the rest <laughs> of us are still playing basketball. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, uh, thanks to all our, our listeners for uh, listening to Believe in Duke Pod every week. We appreciate you. Um, this has been a great season, and uh, we hope to be having another episode uh, after this weekend talking about the Final Four. Uh, you know, if Duke can get past Texas Tech, they've already beat Gonzaga, but you know, you got to do it again when it, when, it, when it matters most. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, right, right. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a different time, but you know, we have beat them on the West Coast at, at that as well, too. So, but uh, it's always going to be a different thing, so we can't jump ahead. But, you know, we got a really good team uh, we're playing against with uh, Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, and get get over that, and then we can look over to uh, the next game, to the Final Four. But hopefully it's not our last week of um, podcast. Yes. Um, so and hopefully it's not the last week of Coach K's career, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully everybody continues to enjoy the tournament and continue to enjoy, you know, Duke advancing as well. Right. Uh, and then um, – Hopefully it's a good weekend. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Out here in the West Coast. I'll be here all weekend. As long as Duke's alive, I'll be staying here in San Francisco. <laughs> so anyway, well, listen, uh, thanks, Sheldon. It's been a great episode again. Um, I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer with Sheldon Williams. That has been the Believe in Duke pod, Sweet 16 edition. 
Uh, we'll talk to you again, everybody. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.